This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. No, I think that uh, ICBC was driven into a ditch by the previous government over, over a period of about a decade. They took a money-making corporation that provided low rates to British Columbians. They siphoned money out of it. They ignored very practical recommendations for reform to make sure that it continued to make money and provide low rates. And we ended up in the mess we're in of a corporation losing a billion dollars. So it uh, needed and continues to need significant reforms, which we're engaged in. Okay, welcome back. Mike Smith in for Simi. That was the voice of David Eby, the Attorney General there, talking about ICBC and the famous dumpster fire that's still burning over there, as he famously put it, losing a billion bucks a year. And what you heard him uh, say there, and I I think you should get used to that refrain, because I think you're going to hear it more uh, from him and the NDP, that it's all the Liberals' fault, okay, that they drove ICBC into a ditch, and the problems that they got is because the Liberals mismanaged ICBC when they were in power. You're going to hear that a lot, I think, from the NDP as we get closer to another election. And I think the reason why is I think the New Democrats realize that they're vulnerable here on this file and the Liberals are trying to take advantage. So you're going to hear the NDP try to blame the Liberals a lot for the problems going over there. One of the things that is a little hint here about the the political sensitivities on this thing has been uh, what we've seen this week. Earlier this week, we saw a report uh, from the private insurance companies that said that, lo and behold, people in Alberta have got cheaper insurance rates than B.C. Of course, they got private insurance next door in Alberta. The government aggressively pushing back on that, saying the numbers are torqued. It's not true. But then you saw the very next day, David Eby do a news conference with Nicholas Jimenez, who is the president of ICBC, and they rolled out some new programs. So one of the things they announced was a new fairness commissioner. So if you think you've been jerked around by ICBC or you haven't been treated fairly, you can go to this independent commissioner and he'll listen to your to your complaining and, and maybe do something to help you. So they announced that. I'm not sure that's going to help the government out a whole lot. The other thing that really jumped out at me was uh, EB announcing that ICBC will start to offer pre-litigation cash to people hurt in a car, a car accident or car crash. So the way it works right now is if ICBC offers you money and you take the money, you would not be, you would not have to give up your right to sue. So EB is saying that you could still sue ICBC for even more money. Okay, so right now, if you took the money up front, you would surrender your right to sue. So that's interesting. But here's the catch there. The government's saying that if you do that, they'll only let you keep that pre-litigation cash if you don't hire a lawyer. So basically, it's like, don't hire a lawyer, just take the money. Maybe you can hire a lawyer later and sue us. But if you don't hire a lawyer, you can keep this cash and still sue me later. But don't hire a lawyer. I just wonder how people think what think people think about that. Because I think anytime you hear somebody say, just take the money, don't worry about hiring a lawyer, maybe that should set off alarm bells for people. We'll see. But uh, this ICBC stuff, I'll tell you, it's very politically dynamic right now. And I think it's going to be a big issue going forward. Let's talk to Michael Mulligan about it. He is a lawyer uh, based in Victoria. 
He is with the law firm Mulligan Tam Pearson in Lawyer in Victoria, and I'm very pleased you could come on. Hi, Michael. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thank you for coming on. One of the things that EB said this week was the reason they wanted to bring in a, this new fairness commissioner is because people don't trust ICBC. Do you think that's true? People don't trust ICBC? I think it is, and in many cases with good reason. Uh, I think a, a better approach than a, fair, a duplicate fairness commissioner, and let's bear in mind, of course, uh, the fairness commissioner proposed would have no actual authority to make decisions. They would be the equivalent of a, uh, a second ombudsperson working at um, ICBC. It strikes me we already have an ombudsperson for the province. Yeah. But uh, a better a better approach to it, rather than creating an ombudsperson who would review complaints of unfairness, uh, would be for ICBC to take a fundamentally different approach when claims are made against them. Uh, and by that I mean this. The, the approach currently taken with great frequency is to try to settle any particular claim for as little money as possible. It's sort of like the trying to sell a used car for as much as you could get approach to everyone who comes to make a claim. Now, that might be an appropriate approach if you're some private insurance company trying to extract as much money as possible for your shareholders. But that may not be an ideal approach for a public insurance company like ICBC. Uh, furthermore, it produces often years of litigation, and often that litigation would have been entirely unnecessary if ICBC took a fundamentally different approach. Uh, and this is how, in my judgment, they should approach claims. They should, first of all, determine, is the claim legitimate? If somebody's making a fraudulent claim or it's uh, exaggerated, plainly, those need to be resisted strenuously, and nobody would take issue with that. But happily, that's not how most people conduct their affairs. And so where there is a claim made which is not uh, categorized as fraudulent, the approach ICBC should take is not what they currently do, which is try to make some lowball offer, hoping that somebody either will be desperate and take the money or won't get legal advice and know that the uh, offer is less than what would be awarded if the matter were to go to court. In my judgment, a better approach would be, and this isn't rocket science, because you can look at previous decisions, look at a claim, look at what have previous cases of this kind been awarded in court, right? And you can look at that. You can look at previous decisions and, with some accuracy, sort that out yeah. and offer people that amount of money, not some lowball amount hoping they would take it, but offer them the amount they would get if they were to proceed to court, the fair amount of their claim. If they did so, there would be no incentive to litigate it. Why would somebody want to waste time and money proceeding to court when you're being offered what you would expect to receive then anyways? Uh, and our system is set up to deal with that. Where there's an offer right. made to somebody and you go to court, you don't get more than that. You get costs awarded against you. So the whole system is set up already to encourage that. Currently, oh. that's not the case, right? right? If you look at previous, if you look at decisions, which are all public, you can see that frequently the amount uh, that people are awarded is much more than what ICBC offered them. Yeah, we're talking about ICBC and some of the changes announced this week by the BC government. Attorney General David Eby says people do not trust ICBC, so the government bringing in a fairness commissioner. 
uh, to help people if they've got a complaint against ICBC. I'm not sure that's going to solve the problem that they got. Do you trust ICBC? Call me on that. 604 280 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. Paul and Burnaby, hi. Hey, uh, Mike. Hi. 80% of the country is on a no-fault system. And, you know, that's why they, you know, when they compare, I just can't understand ICBC, why they don't just make this very clear. The reason we have higher insurance costs is that we do not have a no-fault system. And, and therefore, you know, the court costs uh, are, are really, really high. You know, my sister had a head-on collision. She's a lawyer in Ontario. And I said, oh, well, you, you know, you claim whiplash. She goes, no, there's no whiplash claim in Ontario. It's no fault. And then, and then of course, they blamed her. Her insurance company blamed her for part of the accident. And she says, well, I'm going to switch. They hiked her thing about 30%. She switched insurance mm-hmm. companies. And they and they said, well, you you haven't done businesses, with us, so it's thirty percent more as well. Okay. I mean, right, Mike? No fault. That's the key to the whole thing. No fault. Okay. Thank you for the call. Well, uh, Michael, is is that true from your perspective? Most of the most of the rest of the country's no fault insurance. Yeah, some certainly some provinces are. The reason that's failed to get traction when it was previously proposed by the NDP. Yeah. is, broadly speaking, people don't like the idea that some dangerous, maybe drunken driver could smash into you and injure you, and they would receive the same compensation you would. Broadly speaking, people like the idea that if somebody is responsible for something, they should be responsible for something. And while it certainly saves some time, if you don't care who caused the accident, um, like, for example, this caller, it sounds like the uh, sister may have been responsible for the accident. That's what he was implying. Um, if you don't care about holding people responsible for what they do, uh, that will certainly save some time and money, uh, but at some cost in terms of yeah. perhaps fairness. I, I remember covering the NDP government of the 90s when they tried to bring in a no-fault insurance system, and the the disabled community largely forced them to back down. There were people who had been injured in car accidents. They, were, they had very compelling stories. They fought back, and the government just... They just folded their hand and just backed off on it. Brad and Langley, hi. Hi. Um, when it comes to like our rates and our coverage, I trust ICBC because I've seen people in Alberta and other provinces have one at fault accident and their rates skyrocket way beyond what we're paying or even be declined. So I like our system being the way it is here. But as far as when you get in an accident, I've had two minor accidents and it's drawn out, it's lengthy, and they do play hardball, and they talk down. So I don't really trust the way that they try to compensate. And your guest that you have there who said they should come out with an offer that's similar to court, um, what courts have awarded in the past, I think is an awesome idea because that would allow people to get back on their feet with a fair settlement, and it would save them time, and it would save all that court costs. So I think that's a great idea. Okay, Brad, thank you for the call. Well, Michael, the government is trying to, to fight against the lawyers and trying to cut them out of out of the, uh, the equation here. They say there's too much money being spent on legal fees but but i wonder like like i said before the break like if, if nicholas jimenez was right here right now the president of icbc he would probably say oh we don't low, low ball off people uh, with our offers if we make a financial offer to people it's a fair offer oh well here's the way you can uh, check that if you doubt what i say about uh, them making offers less than what's awarded in court it's a free site you can go to canley.org all uh, court judgments are published there you can go to British Columbia, search for something like ICBC, and read them. And you will see, case after case, uh, where the court has awarded more than what ICBC has offered, and that's clear, 
because costs are then awarded uh, against ICBC as the defendant. So you need not take my word for it, nor need you take the word from somebody who's clearly got some interest in it, like the president of ICBC. Simply go and read the decisions. Uh, It's clear. Okay, 604-280-9898 is the number to call me. 604-280-9898, star 9898, toll free on your cell. Hi, James. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure. reason I don't trust ICBC is because it's run by the NDP. Any government that has control of a monopoly over an industry will always find a way to mess it up. If they want to get out of the out of the red, they need to close all these ridiculously stupid claim centers that they have, liquidate the asset in the land, reduce their staff by half, cut the, uh, the commission rates to their outside reps, and then maybe... They'll have a shot, but they got to prove that they're willing to, to bite the bullet themselves before they consistently ask the people. Okay, thanks for the call. Okay, Michael, thank you for the call. Well, the, the Liberals had an opportunity to privatize auto insurance or, or to drastically reform ICBC when they were in power for 16 years, and they didn't do it either. But, Michael, what are your thoughts on the way the government's managing ICBC? Uh, well, first of all, the, the NDP saying, look, the previous government took money out of ICBC uh, is true. Uh, yes. ICBC has a fund of money to pay claims. The last government very clearly took all sorts of money out of that pot to balance the budget. So that's a true complaint. Yeah, $1.2 uh, billion. Dollars. They took $1.2 billion, But even if you put that $1.2 billion back in, wouldn't ICBC still be like an economic basket case? Well, the, the dumpster fire might be a little less hot, but uh, you're <laughs> quite right. Things need to be improved. Another thing has to be uh, borne in mind when you compare other provinces' uh, rates to uh, British Columbia is that it, while the current government isn't taking money out of that kitty that was supposed to pay claims, we do continue to have ICBC perform functions which would otherwise be government functions in other provinces. Like right, right. a private insurance company in Ontario doesn't issue driver's licenses and pay for police roadblocks and deal with license plates and various things. So okay. that's we've effectively if you take money whether you take money out or have them perform government functions for okay. free, uh, it has the same effect on rates. Michael, thank you for your time today. Thank you very much for having me. You bet. I appreciate it. That's Michael Mulligan. He is a lawyer based in Victoria with the law firm Mulligan Tam Pearson.